Welcome to the ONG Strike Zone. I'm Kelvin Rozier, and I'm joined by my man, COVID Hemingway. Brian Fulford will be with us in one second. He's getting his uh, some getting his, his microphone straight and everything. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in, watching us today. Kofi, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, man. Uh, I, I happen to catch a... Uh, uh you yesterday man and uh that 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 whole topic of air reef that's a hot thing man that's a hot thing and it was some real profound reactions on um social media from different people in athletics at different universities and um we're gonna we're gonna get into all that stuff um later on uh but uh i, I we're gonna start the show off talking in about um in the first hour first hour we're gonna have our family round up, talk about basketball and so forth. Um, men and women, first wins of the year, Brian. First wins of the year, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna have. Amen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get in that conversation too. Um, then we're gonna talk about uh, bottom of the hour. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk with one of our student athletes, I believe, and um, and then we'll, we'll we'll get to all the juicy stuff later on. But Brian, you can go ahead and take over now. <laughs> Let's see how you sound. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll see how I sound. I, I it could it could be uh I could be on two G's. Who knows? I don't know. I'll be on five G, but I'm I'm probably on four, maybe three point five. So uh okay. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Good to see you fellas. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. I'm feeling like Ed Reed, brother. Feeling a little frisky. No, somebody didn't clean your office. Somebody in the office too. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, hey, good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sweat, dog. I'm sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got I got hey, some swag out. You know. <laughs> Tell the truth. Be honest. As that whole thing was going on, the 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 rivalry. I it, it I I tried. To send tweets that had a little bit of humor in it, because of course that's our rival. But at the same time, you know, I didn't want to be too much, but I, I still had some, some. I think the best, I think the best, the best I got off was when somebody had mentioned, uh, when somebody had mentioned that he had tweeted out some script. And I just had to quote tweet it because the scripture just led into me saying, and then he showed me how to use social media or something to that effect. And I mean, I was just like, holy cow. I it was it was messy. It was just messy. But he's a wild Really, cow Brian, you're being messy. Read. You I did read. Wow. 
wild. It's only on this show. It's only when on, it's only on this show. I think what if you, you, say you brought it out of me, Kofi. You that's brought it out is. of me. That's what it is. You yeah, Kofi yeah, brought yeah. it out of me. That's what it is. Yeah, Kofi. He, he can't bring it out tonight. <laughs> hashtag blame Kofi. That's what I'm going to do. Hashtag blame Kofi. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Brother Ed uh, later on in the show. But uh, I want to thank everybody for watching us, YouTube, Facebook, uh, listening to the Pod Zone, downloading us on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, hit the thumbs up button wherever you are watching the show. And uh, thanks for all the great responses to the interview with Coach Shoop. Uh, if you did not see it, you can go, of course, you can go back and, and watch it again. We'll, I'll make sure to retweet it again. Uh, Coach Shoop, uh, baseball season coming up in a month. Uh, as well as uh, we, we've got softball coming up, too. And, and so hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with uh, with the new softball coach. Uh, we, we are we are uh, working on our good friend, Janiah Davis, who's a senior this year. Uh, so I think we're going to hopefully have her on sometime in the upcoming weeks before the season starts. So we can't wait to see her smile again and, and see her uh, talk to us about the season. But all right, basketball. We got to win. We got to win, fellas. We, we are out of the valley, as I like to say. We are no longer the worst team in the SWAT. Uh, you got a song for us, Kofi? I, I feel a song coming on out of the valley, right? Uh, I feel it. No, no. <laughs> Not right now. Keep going. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so it was good to actually on MLK Day of all days. Uh, we, we had a dream of a victory, and it came through for us all. Uh, you know, uh, a much hard-fought victory for the women who actually, you know, give, give them credit. They have been playing well in the three to four games since the nightmare. BCU. The, 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 yeah, the, the New Year Nightmare. That's what we're going to call that game, the New Year Nightmare. So since that game, they have played well, uh, losing a couple games by three points, including the overtime game. And so we just knew that it, we were right there on the verge of getting a dub. Uh, they got a 69-53 to 53 win, scored 30 points off of 34 turnovers. God bless it. Somebody turned the ball over more than us. And so amen to that um, because – Hey, I, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to an interesting stat. I don't know if you guys saw the, the notes. There's an interesting stat while we while people are picking on us about our turnovers. There's an interesting flip side to that that uh, that should be paid attention to. And uh, then the men, the men. Boy, I tell you what. If you like defense, if you love defense, well, we, we're, we're the team for you. We, we're the team for you. We're going to keep it in the muck. We found a way to get a win, 60-59. to 59. Uh, First team to 60 wins. Uh, that's what it takes these days. First team to 60 gets the win. And uh, that's what we got. Uh, we found ourselves a, a shooter. His name is Dominguez Stevens. And I think we all knew of him last year. Uh, I think he's been found. Now let's stay healthy and let's see if we can ride the horse until the wheels fall off uh, because he had a career night, 24 points. He's one of the top three-point shooters right now in the conference. Uh, 
fifty. I think he's at about a fifty-eight percent. Literally fifty-eight percent. That's unreal. That might even be leading the nation. I I I had to go do some checking, but fifty-eight percent is ridiculous. Um. So Dominguez Stevens and uh, right now is playing well. So uh, Kelvin, you uh, I'm sure you had a chance to get. Did you go to the games? Over the weekend, Saturday or Monday, we're not going to talk about Saturday's losses unless you just feel the urge. But uh, you know, what, what's your what's your take? What's your take on uh, getting those wins? So I was out of town Saturday at a wedding in St. Pete, but I did make it to the game. Um, the games on Monday, and um, starting off with the girls, uh, it was it was a win, right? It was a needed win. So. Uh, uh, Valley had about eight or nine players, I think, dressed out, and um, one got hurt, so that you know they didn't have much depth, and um, and and, and frankly, um, they're not a good team. <laughs> and we, what the good thing was, we were pretty much in control the entire time, you know, throughout the season, we tend to play down in spurts to the competition and let teams back in the game or let them or put uh keep teams in the game and that that wasn't the case with this one we led throughout we were in control pretty much throughout um and I, really the big stat because uh we the two things that stand out for me with uh the girls game we shot 70 percent from the free throw line we shoot generally under 50 percent from the free throw line so we, we shot from the free throw line well and then um we had 21 steals to their seven the the, the, the turnover so that that got it got some easy bus buckets we still didn't shoot very well we shot on a 30 percent from three-point range we, sh we shot 36 percent from um two-point range so so everything else part of course but at the end of the day what this team needed was, was a w because you because we have been competitive and with uh um it it, it seems like uh Meet, I think her name is Meeting. Uh, starting yeah. to come on, yeah. She's she's starting to come on now and and be more consistent. And um, I'm still waiting on um our, our second leading scorer to you know to kind of get back into the swing of things and uh do what she was doing prior to her her her, her sickness. But but anyway, we we got a, we got a W and and hopefully we'll we'll find a way to scratch out some more. Now with the men's uh game, uh we were ahead early and, and, and dominating. And then, you know, we were up what 16, 17 at halftime. And um then the second half, uh some of our issues uh reeled ahead. But I'll say this. I I, I think the men have some potential. I just don't think our staff fully understand our lineups. Uh, and, and yeah, to be honest, uh, the one thing I will say, uh, I don't think it's coincidence is that Stevens got consistent minutes both in the first half and second half, and that was the difference in the game as the game got tighter and closer, and we, and we were going through one of those uh lulls. Uh, the, the uh, Stevens would make a three pointer, and then um, my point guard Tillman. He's really good in space. So when you have Stevens out there, it takes uh, it opens up the middle of the court, and he can dribble, penetrate. 
he could have took his uh, uh, defender off the dribble anytime he wanted to. He's re- he's a really good kid, a uh, great good player. So I just think our coaches got to figure out our lineups and minutes and all that kind of stuff. But there's some pieces there. Kofi, uh, what thoughts do you have uh, after the uh, first win of the season in the SWAT for our men and women? We got W's. So we had to start somewhere, and that's all I'm going to say about that because um, it is what it is um, with this basketball team this season. Um, I'm praying that the light bulb comes on um, for our coaching staffs and that they see something within this team that they have not perceived before. They make the necessary changes, you know, to do it. I think, you know, obviously, what do they say? If if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it's broke. So <laughs> we need to fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Fix the basket. Fix the men's basketball team. But like I said, we got a little time. If we can go on a nice little run from here on out, we have a chance. The problem is the teams that we face down the stretch are actually pretty good. So, you know, we do have some more home games coming up, and hopefully we can get on a roll some kind of way. But I'm ready for the offseason personally and ready to see what we're going to do because right now Really? I mean, I'm being honest. This is not – Raise your hand if you think this is a championship team in either the men or the women. Well, wait a minute. You have always preached about getting to the tournament. You've never, granted, you've never said anything about a championship, but you have been consistent about pre getting to the tournament. I don't even think, are I mean, not they're even, not taking not everybody to the, listen, they're not taking, I, if we can get on a streak, and get to the tournament and and play well, win a couple of rounds, I'll actually be pretty happy. But getting to the tournament, yeah, it's not not looking good right now, um, to be honest. So um, we're going to have to pick it up. We're going to have to get some wins. And, you know, for us, for FAMU, it's embarrassing to be in the state. And, you know, the old me would have, I would have gone off on both coaches immediately. You can't coach. This is ridiculous. We're not getting recruits. Like, what in the world? But understanding um, how dysfunctional we've been in athletics and understanding that we we, we haven't won a regular season title since 78, understanding that we've never officially um, invested in basketball I want to give us an opportunity to at least support the basketball program more than what we've more than what we have. And we all we've been discussing it for the last two years, you know, on the show. Uh, you know, winning a championship, we can't expect championships on the division one level if our budget is below 10 million. We can't expect it. It's a miracle. You know, I, I applaud Tamika Reed at Jackson State and, and what she's done because their budget is kind of the same. But, you know, she has an AD that has been there for a little bit and he has found a way to give her 
everything that she's pretty much like asked for. And she knows what she's doing and she knows how to recruit. So, you know, I'm like, if she's doing it, I'm looking at everybody else kind of like, I get it. We need to increase this budget. I get it. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at our program on all phases and we just simply need to step up in every phase. But I want to see them get well, more support first. Let, let's not forget, as you mentioned, Jackson State, let's not forget Coach Reed's two biggest gets were Amisha Williams and Deja Rogan, two transfers that came to Jackson State. Now, I don't know all the, the backstory on, you know, because, you know, on, on whether Reed had previously recruited them or how, what she, but, but those were the big gets. And they were there for three years, and they helped build what you see now. The 40-game winning streak that came to an end just the other day was built on Amisha Williams' Deja Rogan. And so they're carrying – this team now is carrying on to see, you know, can can they do all that? Can they continue being great and dominant? And they've actually forced everybody else in the SWAT to lift their game up. Um, so – you know, again, I yeah, just, I'm, I'm hearing all of that. And, you know, um, I want to give people an opportunity to get it together, you know. But here's the thing when it comes to Jackson State. Their budget is $8.8 .8 which is actually less yeah. than where we are. But yet, their baseball program kicks our baseball team on a continual basis. We split with the men's basketball team. Our women's basketball team is not close. They beat us in tennis. They beat us in football. You know. All right, all right, all right. Let, I, let, let, I get okay, it, but let, no, let's... I get it. Well, let, 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 my we... point is, I want us. I personally want to see us invest more. But I have to, I, I can't be me if I don't look at the coaches and be like, is this working? You know, because I, I have a mantra that says don't defend what's not working. So me being Kofi, I got to be me. Is this working? You know, uh, Coach McCullum, I love him. He's, he's, he's been a pillar of success, especially with our APR and getting these men to come to class and, the outstanding young man and to run a clean program. But when it's coming to these X's and O's, is it working? Well, I, here's know, what I'm going to say about the men. Let me, let me add this regarding the men. I think the problem that I, the troublesome part for me as a basketball fan, as a basketball coach is the fact that we only average 60 points a game. Um, that is low. I mean, people don't even understand how historically low that is. I mean, um, if you if you challenge if you, what they say there's well go if you if you're one of those next uh, next gen stat people, it, if there are seventy to eighty possessions in a ball game, and I don't even know if we're getting that many, I'd have to go look at the stats. But the fact that we're only getting sixty points a game is a problem because it really forces us 
we're averaging about 60. We're, we're allowing just about 67 points a game, which is middle of the road in the SWAT, middle of the road. But the upper tier teams in this conference are scoring 82 points. That's Southern. Uh, high 70s. 75 your top seniors. So there's about a 15-point gap now between what we're scoring and what every top six teams are scoring. Where does that come from? And you can tell me this is a new squad. I listen to that. I believe all that. But as you just said, Kofi, it means nothing. It means we got guys who can't score the ball. We recruited a bunch of guys who can't score the ball. Right. would and, say and- the offense is not fluid to allow them to score. I don't – give me about another month to figure out which one it is. I think we're about to hit the – I think we're about to turn the corner here where we're going to find out here in the next six games. Six games. Give me six games. Midway point of the season, we're going to find out if it's the offense – or the offensive players that are the problem. I'm, I'm just going to say that. Um, I do want to say about the women, though. The women, you know, we I, we jokingly talked about their turnover rate. But the one thing, the advantage that the women do have right now is, and I think I saw this and I put this in the notes, we lead the league in steals. No lie. No lie. That we, we average 24 turnovers a game we were also averaging 15 steals a game so we have like the third best you know margin right now at about uh uh 0.6 so actually uh am i doing that right i might be doing that the wrong way uh 1.6 is actually i i had to go back and look at the stats but just the fact how odd do you see a team lead in turnovers and then they lead in steals uh, well, you know, hey, uh, how, how, how does that equate to W's? How many wins we got? All right, then. How many wins? You know, again, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this, and I'm going to close. You know, Bill Parcells said, you know, if they want you to cook the dinner, they ought to at least let you buy the grocery. You know, this is a major part of where we've been. You know, we can talk about what we don't have all day long. Well, let's talk about what we do have. You know, and if you're buying the groceries and these groceries aren't going to bring us a good meal, you know, you know, kind of looking at you kind of like sideways. You sat up there and bought them groceries now. You bought them on sale, the two for one, buy one, get one free, whatever you chose. You went to Piggly Wiggly instead of Publix. <laughs> you didn't go to the Whole Food Market. You sat up there and did it, budget or no budget. We counting on you to cook us a good meal, you know. And the meal's been kind of nasty for the last couple of years and stuff. I'm just saying we need to, you know, I need to check what, you know, the macaroni soggy, the peas almost, and the chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> you trying to play it off like you think you can by saying that you're full. My friend said, uh, oh, he just being polite. He ain't finished. Uh-uh, oh, that's bull. The macaroni soggy. I can't. The peas hey, almost. I can't. I can't. And the chicken. I can't. Hey, that, 
That boy did that. That boy did that. Right there. He, did. He, he just he did that. I gotta go back and listen to that again because that that was just unreal. I thought you had reached a new level when you gave us scripture a new edition, but I think you just went to a next level, uh, Kofi. Um, let's give a let's give before we close this out. Let's give some prop uh, to Dylan Horton, who just the other day was recognized by the SWAC as the Women's Basketball Impact Player of the Week for her outstanding performance during the past week of conference play. Horton averaged 20 points per game, 3.5 rebounds per game, and 3.5 assists per game in the two uh, last games, the home games over the weekend. Uh, she shot 50% from the field against UAPB and Valley. And uh, had a game high 21 against that UAPB team. I think again that was a three point. Uh, that was a three point loss. Uh, and then she had a 19 in the 69-53. And, and so if you if you even go back, I believe Dylan is up to in terms of averages. Uh, what is what is that number? I, I wrote it on that sheet there. Uh, she's averaging like 15 a game. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where 15, is it? Yeah, 15.4. Yeah, yeah, which is about, right, which is about sixth in the conference. So uh, Dylan's finding her way. Uh, the, the rest of this team, uh, Paulina Weeks and Skyler uh, Baltazar are two top 20 plus in terms of rebounds per game. Ariana Grip, uh, who we definitely missed in that uh, New Year's Nightmare uh, is averaging 3.8 assists per game, which is fourth. Uh, even Yvette Subretz is averaging 2.8 assists per game, which is best for 10. So from one weekend to the next, and weekend I'm saying Saturday and Monday, I've seen the improvement. Now the hard part is this trip going to Mississippi. This is where it gets tough. Because for the women, Alcorn State uh, is Saturday Jackson State's on Monday. Um, and if I if I look at the standings, uh, no, Alcorn's not one of those four that's in uh, the top five. Alcorn might be an opportunity where we could get a win. And right now, that's what we need to focus on. Yeah. One I'm at just going to say that. Don't one, even, at a time. one at a time. One at a time. We're not going to talk about the game after that. For the men, uh, they've got uh, same thing. Alcorn. Uh, that's a 5 p.m. game. Jackson State is 8.30 p.m. Uh, you know, Alcorn is, I think, sitting in second place right behind Southern. I, I think I think Jackson State is a winnable game for the men. Uh, you know, and if, if this offense gets it, going. Any of them winnable. Might, I mean, we were leading Southern is, at Southern. The men were uh, at halftime yeah. two weeks ago. So yep. it, it, it's not a question if it's winnable. The question is, are the coaches going to put the team and the players in the best position to win games? Okay. Well, that's what we're going to be watching. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. Uh, coming up on the other side of the break, we're going to talk to one of our student athletes, uh, Nicholas Dixon. Uh, or throw it up. 88, I think throw it up at 88 is, is the uh, is the Twitter handle. I'll make sure I have that right when we come back. 
and we're going to talk to Nicholas. Not shy about letting his voice be heard out on social media, and that's what we love. So it uh, should be a good interview coming up. Uh, we look forward to talking to Nicholas here right on the other side of this break. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. Some carriers will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the... <laughs> seven times the... No, no. Seven times the... Yes. Music, gaming, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, and more. That's seven times the entertainment. Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better costs less than you think. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your fam. Nope. Nope. I want him. Ooh, I like him. <laughs> Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Round Table, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way. You consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition and... In when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Kofi, it's a pleasure to be joined by one of our student athletes on the uh, FAMU football team, none other than redshirt senior from Jacksonville, Florida, number 88, Nicholas, we're going to call him Nick from here on out, Nick Dixon. Nick, how you doing this evening, my man? I'm good, I'm good. How are y'all? That boy, good. Hey. 
<laughs> good to be good. Nah, thanks for coming on me. with us. All right. No thanks for coming no on with us, man. Um, you guys, uh, who, if you're not familiar, you need to make sure you follow Nick on Twitter, underscore, throw it up to 88. Uh, that's where you can find him on Twitter. And I believe that's also, no, the Instagram is throw it up to underscore 88. So that's where you can find him on Instagram. And, uh, you know, obviously, Nick is a great follow on Twitter. He's a young man who speaks his mind. He's not shy whatsoever. Uh, so before before we get into talking to Nick about all things like that, I uh, finished up the redshirt junior year uh, this past year, um, you know, where you got a chance to participate in, like, 10 games. You caught a touchdown this year. Talk a little bit about this season for you and what it what what to build on to 23 uh after this past year um well going into this season i changed back to playing wide receiver i played that my freshman year so this year i really got i got to get back in the groove of things kind of get back comfortable out wide and i'm really just trying to stack a really good year this year um, i hope i can surprise a lot of people Nice, nice. What talk from from the outside? We saw the challenges that your teammates and the coaching staff went through this year, and the fact that the the way the season ended, man, uh, with the win against Bethune. I mean, it it, it is truly your, your team. The coaching staff will be forever be remembered as one as one of those stories that we will talk about. What was it like inside? Give us in, give us behind the scenes on what some of the, the, the daily challenges were or just the messaging that the coach, maybe something that we that we might not have seen or, or missed that, that you can share uh, about this past year and the challenges uh, and, and what it took to just win nine games to, to, to have that opportunity at the end of the year to even sniff an opportunity to play in the playoffs. Well, you know, going into North Carolina week, a lot of us got declared. They told us we couldn't travel. They told us we weren't going to be able to play. So, you know, uh, we just – we preach a lot of faith. Coach Simmons is a man of God, so he preaches faith a lot. So, North Carolina game, I think it was 26 of us. And they may have got a number down a little bit, but it was like 26 of us that couldn't go. And then Jackson State week, it was probably down to 15. It was – I know Friday – the Friday before the game, me, Isaiah Lynn, Cam Coven, and BJ all got cleared. And they got us down there. You know, not to make an excuse, respect to Jackson State, that was a tough loss. That's the worst loss I've been a part of uh, in the game where I dressed up in college. So that was, a, that was a tough loss. Props to them and a great season by them. Um, a lot of us were – we weren't really practicing that week because, you know, they got down to Miami early, so – it was really a quick turnaround. Things didn't really shake out how we wanted to. But Coach Simmons kept preaching faith, and we knew after we lost that game that, you know, they're probably going to win out. Though we're the two best teams in the SWAC, we both feel like, you know, two top dogs. And it's kind of crappy that we're on the same side of the bracket. So we preached that we gotta have to make, we're going to have to make a run. We're going to have to win a bunch of games. And we saw last year that if you put a whole bunch of games together, they'll put you in. So – from there on out, it really felt like a movie. You know, a lot of us got close. We bonded. We knew, like, we can't slip up not once. And, honestly, we know in that locker room we could have played better this season. We know that. 
we know that we had some some struggles offensively a little bit. Not not big struggles enough to win, but we weren't dominating like we knew we could. So, you know, towards the end of the year, I think Bethune game, you saw like, all right, this was a this was a complete game right here. Like they're really doing it. And you know, we thought it was enough to get in, but voters, other people respect how they feel. They didn't put us in, you know, so that just closed the chapter. You know, I feel bad for guys like Zay Smith and Zay Land. You know, their last game, yeah, it was a win, but it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. You know, we really felt like we could play with anybody. And I, I stand on that. Me and my teammates, we stand on that. We could play with anybody. All right. Kelvin, go ahead. Nick, I, I follow you. <clears throat> well, I, I see you on active on social media all the time, man. And I really enjoy you because of your transparency and honesty. Um, and and you, you'll go there, right? You know, sometimes other teams, players from other teams, A&T, you know, might, you know, say little things or what have you. And, and you, you don't, you engage, man. And I, I appreciate that. Um, just tell me, um, for you, social media, your social media present, is that, you know, are you trying to accomplish anything with that platform? Or is that just you being you, you is enjoyment? Has it something that's grown? Just tell me, tell me, um, you know, what's your what's what's the deal with your social media presence? Uh so I it's funny, um I've always been like this. I've always been vocal, outgoing, like just I've always been unapologetically me. So I didn't have Instagram in high school at all. Like my parents knew like he's gonna run his mouth. Let's not give him somewhere else where he can maybe damage his future, you know, maybe say something that he wish he could take back. But I remember going into 11th grade, I was like, I got a Twitter. And it was thrown up to 87, or it was Nick Dixon 87. I, I had caught a touchdown, and there was this kid, there was this dude, his name's Huey Productions, his name's Terrence Huey. Everybody go check him out. He makes videos for the local Tallahassee area. I don't know if he still does it, but he used to make little mixtapes for us. Um, and he said they threw it up to 88, and I was like, I kind of like that. And I kind of made it my Twitter name, and that was my first social media, so that's why I kind of have a little following. So I've always ran with it from there, and I always knew that my parents didn't really have social media like that. So I was like, I can really just say how I feel. Like, I knew not to curse, not to be overly disrespectful to anybody. I was like, I can be me, though. So I, I kind of use social media as that, as that. I use that as an outlet to just – let people know how I feel. Like whether you want to know how I feel or not, I'm gonna post how I feel. Cause that's my social media. That's my thing. Like I know I own that. Like that's one thing I know nobody gave me. I just I had the option to get the app. Yeah, like the app gave it to me, but I used it. Okay. Man, yeah. I like that boy right there. I like that boy right there. All right, so all right, so we we gonna stay in the current events in the current flow. I wanted I wanted to talk about um, what's it like to play. For Coach Simmons, uh, you know, what's it like? I mean, you've been under him for a minute. Um, what, 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 what kind of leader is it? What is it like to play for him? And uh, just comment on that, and I have I'll respond after this next. After you respond, um, it's really a blessing. You know, it gives you a, a look into his life too. You know, I can see he's kind of a family man. I can see that. I see he cares. You know, he. He's a down-to-earth man. He's not really real out out there. Like you can you can walk catch him. You can catch him walking. Like 
I remember one day I was leaving campus and he was walking around like Tallahassee. And I was like, oh, that's, I was like, that's kind of funny. It's like, it's, I didn't really expect to see my head coach walking. So, you know, but I was a part of the first group that Coach Simmons got in here. So I've really seen everything change. Like I've never, I, I remember the first group of seniors that we had, some of them were telling me about all the losses they had. I was like, I can honestly say I've never had a losing season in college. And that's a blessing. Like, I really appreciate Coach Simmons for that because he is the mastermind behind all of this. He does everything for a reason, and you can tell. So I, I do appreciate that. He he cares about his players. I've had some things happen to me while I've been here. I've had, you know, you lose people, you get, you get hurt, things happen. He's always checked on me. I remember I got into a car wreck. Thank God I'm still here. I got into a car wreck probably a month and a half ago. Told up my car. I called Coach Simmons. It was probably 12 o'clock at night. It was late. Called him, he answered the three rings. Just like that. There's not many coaches. You, I don't think there's many coaches you can call at 12 o'clock at night and they just going to answer. So, you know, it's, it's really a blessing. And he knows football. He knows ball. I know that. Uh, I, My family, my family's from Jacksonville, but I was raised here in Tallahassee, so I know about Coach Simmons. I know about him. I went to Godby High School. Like, we heard about Shotgun Simmons over there at Quincy. I had coaches. Like, when he got the job at FAMU, they were letting us know, like, he going to bring the city back. Like, he's going to get kids here. And, you know, I'm a big – I watch football all day, every day. Like, I don't really – I don't really go – I don't really watch TV. I go to YouTube, cut on football. I watch football all day. So, I've, I've went back and looked at games with my coach. It's, it's great being able to see that he did it. Like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in life. I could, if I saw you do it, I have more faith in you. So, you know, that, that's, that's a big thing, too. And I, I, I cannot preach enough he cares. Like some people may may have different feelings about him. I, I know he cares. Uh, he's shown that he's cared about me. I can say that. Hubba, man. So on the flip side, you know, we had a lot of, I want to say, as as they say on Star Wars, it was a disturbance in the HBCU force uh, this last week with Ed Reed and um, our counterparts down there in Daytona with uh, – with Bethune. So I wanted to get your opinion, your thoughts on that in terms of what you felt about his comments. What what was going through your mind when he made those comments? Um, I'm a huge Ed Reed fan. I didn't play defense, but I was a huge Ed Reed fan growing up, you know. Um, and I know he's passionate. So I saw myself in him cuz I have I have gone to social media sometimes before when I was younger. And, you know, there's not an excuse to do it, but I've done it before. I've went on social media, said some things I shouldn't have said, and it was just out of the love or the passion I have for something. You know, I appreciate Deion Sanders for everything he did for the HBCU community. I do. And I appreciate everything Ed Reed is going to try to do. I have a very close friend of mine that goes to Bethune Cup and he plays at Bethune Cup. And I've heard about struggles there for three years now. You know, and I know they had hurricanes and stuff, and I understand at the campus. I, I didn't know until my friend had told me, he's like, he wasn't living on campus. Like, you couldn't live on campus. So I know that they're dealing with that, but I appreciate people that would challenge people in positions of authority and make sure that they're held accountable. Because as you see, everyone has their struggles. He wasn't wrong when he said that. It may not be facilities. There are people preaching where we have great facilities. Every school everywhere has problems. 
My brothers and my dad both played. All of them played for Florida State. I had an uncle that played at Louisiana Monroe. So I come from an athletic family. I come from a family of people that went to college. I know every college has struggles. We can't sit here and preach that we want to help ourselves. And when people call us out, we sit here and get mad. We can get mad at the way he called us out, but we got to hear what he's saying because we do need help. I want people to know we need help. We do. There are people actively helping us. We just need more help. You can never have too much help. Everywhere needs some help. You feel me? Like I've, I watched, I watched the locker room change here at FAMU. I wanna, I want as much as much as I don't like that school down the road. I don't want to see a black man struggle. I don't want to see somebody like me struggle. So I want that to be able to happen for them. You know, I want, I want them to be able to have stuff like that too. So if it takes for him to do that, for people to be like, all right, we gonna give you what you want. Because I, I want Bethune to be like, all right, we'll give you what you want. You better make something happen. If they if they go back at him and do something like that, I feel like everything will work out for them. Because they got players. I know they have players. I done played play them. I done lost to them and beat them. I done up the score. We done up the score on them. I understand. You know I mean, I have, like, my, my friend, he's a he's a great athlete for them. He is a he is one of their top players. So if for him, to, for us to talk, I, I appreciate that I have friends that are in the SWAC so I can get I can get knowledge of what's going on in other schools. A lot of schools have problems. You know, I have school, I have friends at Power Fives that complain. I got friends hitting me up like, hey man, what fam look like? And I'm like, nah, you you over there. Like, it ain't it ain't green over there. Yeah, they let me know, like, nah, it ain't really that. Isn't it's not really green. So I know everywhere has struggles. So for people to sit here and say, well, my school is so perfect, how everybody don't include us. No, we're all included. Maybe not to the same extent as everybody, but we all have problems and we all could use some help. The way he called them out may not have been right, but I hope people heard the message. We need help. I appreciate that he went out there and was trying to clean up. I appreciate that. I played for Corey Fuller in high school. I remember watching my coach. He asked, he asked somebody to cut the grass because we needed to practice. They said no. He went home, got his push lawnmower, and rode two whole fields by himself. I have seen it done. My dad has asked me to do stuff around the house. We'll sit around. He'll do it. I grew up, I grew up with a father in the house that was going to make something happen. So I appreciate seeing Ed Reed out there. One of my one of my teammates was out there. Trying, one of my friends was out there helping. My dog was out there trying to help. So if you can see people trying to help, help them. Take pride in your university. If you, if you, I, it, it hurt me to see that a campus was dirty, and I don't feel like I don't feel like it takes a lot of money to make campus clean. You can get you can get 40, 50 people just walk around, walk the campus and clean it. Their campus ain't huge. I feel the same way at FAM. If something wrong with campus, we can just it, it's stuff that goes on at FAMU that probably shouldn't go on. That's every university. Now I do feel like we got the better end of it. And that's what that's what I gotta say about the Ed Reed thing. I feel like I feel like Bethune gonna be, I feel like Bethune is gonna be a team to watch this year. I do feel like that. I I would never downplay an opponent. I feel like that is a tough game every year. It's rivals. I know they got athletes. We got we all from Florida. We all from Florida. It's never it's never a gimme game in Florida. If you know real Florida football, it's never a gimme game in Florida. There you go. Right. So what's your if you if you were the A D, we give you the keys, give you the position and the title as A D at Florida AM University. You're now the A D at FAMU. What are the first five things you're going to do? 
Money's not That's an option. Let me... You can do money's not an option. It's there. Money's not an option. Money's not an option. What would you do? Well, um, I'm gonna be honest. I would close in the stadium. I would close in the football stadium, and I would redo the field house. That's probably the that's probably the worst part about the, our field house looks good and it is it is nice when you walk in, but I feel like we could use a little bit more space. I do honestly. Um, I would I would get more people in certain places. I would get more people at the financial aid office. Every HBCU you go to is going to be problem at financial aid, and that's that's not something coaches can control. I want recruits to know that your coaches cannot control how fast your money get there. You got to do your end. You got to get all your paperwork and stuff in, and then it's in the university's hands. So I feel like I would get more people out. So I close in the stadium. That's one. I get more help in financial aid, and I get more help in academic advisement. So that's two. Um, I personally would redo Gaither and make the basketball team playing there. Because I don't feel like I don't it's I don't think that we can't pack out Lawson, but I don't think we have a big enough crowd at the moment to pack Lawson. But I know we could pack out Gaither. Um I would redo the the baseball facility and I would probably uh I would try to start a, a graduate assistant program. A honest a honest program so that when people graduate, like it's a lot of people like me. Like I want to be a coach. I've dreamed of always being a coach. That's why I'm so adamant about trying to help recruit and like try to help get recruits because I know as a coach I got to do that. So I would help more people like me because I feel like it's a lot of dudes that get to the end of the road and they just jump into coaching because they know football and not because they want to be a coach. And I feel like it's a lot of dudes that could be great coaches. But all the eggs are in that one basket of football, and football doesn't work out. And it's like, well, I'll just go try to go make some quick cash at, at, down at FedEx. I'll go, I'll go get my CDL. So I, I get a graduate program. Those are the five things I do. Nice. Hey, Nick, let me ask this. Have you had an opportunity to meet uh, VP Sykes yet, The uh, our, our new AD? I know she's only been on the job a couple weeks. Have you had a chance to – to, to interact with her yet? I just want to let everyone know that I have 100% faith in her. I had lunch with her. She DM'd me on Twitter. I was in Tallahassee, and she had lunch with me and my parents. She sat down and had lunch with me and my parents. We were there for about three to four hours, and she actually asked me what, what she needs to do to help student-athletes. And she sat there and heard me for a long period of time, and I could talk. I could talk anybody head off, and she wouldn't let me talk her head off. So I can honestly tell you, I have a hundred percent faith in her. She, she, our first team meeting back, she was front and center. She, she told us she had, she is going to do what needs to be done, and she's going to challenge the people she has to challenge. So I, I have faith in her. She has a good track record. If you look into it, she has a pretty good track record. If you go back to her time at Grambling, she was at uh, Grambling. She was just at a PWI, I think Dartmouth. She was just at Dartmouth too, I think. If you go, she hired she hired uh, Kentrell Kearney out of our our Kentrell was pretty good. He was in our department. They hired him out to Dartmouth, and she came down and she got some more people in the office. I have, I have one hundred percent faith in her. I have 
I have met with her, talked with her. She is a people person. And this this is her dream job. This is her dream job. And I, I hope I hope that the people that made I don't know who's above her. I hope the people that are above her help her too. I feel like it's a good I, I hope that there's a good, healthy relationship. I feel like a lot of times at HBCUs, we don't have healthy relationships sometimes. We have good people on both sides, but they may not have the best relationship. Strong, strong. That boy preaching. preaching. Preaching, Nick. You preaching. <laughs> hey, Nick, who, who would you say your personality is more like? I mean, who in your family? Mom, dad, aunt, you know, uh, who, 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 who's, where's your personality come from? Just your, your, uh, you know, who would you give credit to? I'm going to say 50-50, my mom and dad. Uh, I look exactly like my mom. I have my mom's attitude. I talk, My mom talks a lot, but I mean business like my dad, too. Like, I I don't mean, I don't I don't have a problem getting my hands dirty. Uh, when I put my mind to it, I'm going to work on something. And I have that inner kid at heart. But I'm going to say I'm 50-50 I'm down the middle. I'm the youngest of three, three boys. Uh, we all have different personalities. I'm the more outrageous one of my brothers. Uh, I'm the one that wouldn't shut up, but I say 50-50. It's got to be 50-50. And if not, it's 60-40, my mom. Me, my mom is my honest-to-God twin. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that that might be a future show. We, so we, might, have, we might have to uh, have you and mom on. Does she play spades? Uh, Does your mom, mom play spades? My mom and dad are spades partners. They're the only two people that you can catch a plan with. They won't play with nobody <laughs> else. So, so they know they know they know all their cheat codes and everything, right? They know all they, yeah. We don't we're, so, yeah. we're not allowed to throw our parents' speeds. We're not allowed to throw our parents' speeds. <laughs> we're not allowed to throw I love speeds. it. I love it. Hey, I, I have hey, to say, uh, man. Kelvin. Yeah, I have to say, Nick, man. Uh you 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 ain't disappointed live, man. I feel threatened, man. You you real good, man. You gotta Hey, if, if the coaching thing don't work out, man, I, I believe you can do some media stuff, man. You know, because um, oh, hands you know, down. You, yeah, and, and you and you come with facts, man. You 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 talk with a lot of depth for a young person, right? A lot of the things that you mentioned in terms of if money wasn't an issue and what you would do at FAMU, boy, you sound like you you know you've been watching our show, man. And, and, and we we kind of see things the same way, man. You got to speak truth to power, because silence is acceptance. And we want to be better. And the only way you can be better is to continue to push. But with that being said, man, I see you very active with recruiting um, and, and talking about, you know, uh, kids coming to family. First of all, I want you to talk about um, your experience and why, why, why recruits should, should come to family. And you kind of laid out some of those things. And then just tell me how you see your, how you see your role in, 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 you know, hosting and when, when them kids come in, hosting them and all that good stuff. How do you sell fam you football? Well, honestly, I didn't really see that great side of recruiting. I wasn't this highly recruited kid. And honestly, I wasn't a kid that many people at my I don't really feel like many people at my own high school had a whole lot of faith in me to make it this far. So when I got my freshman year, I didn't red shirt, played a little bit. My sophomore year, I got hurt and had a red shirt. And I saw the different side of it. So going in the spring that year, I had Kamari Young, the starting tight end. I've known Kamari since I was four years old, five years old. So I had an opportunity. Kamari tore his ACL in the spring game on FAMU's, on FAMU's uh, 
they hosted the spring game for Tallahassee FAMU. And he tore his ACL. I remember uh, he was getting recruit, highly recruited, kind of sort of. It was about to blow. And I saw everything was going to come downhill for him. And I remember talking to him. And I was like, would you come to fam? Like, I like it. You me? You know me. I went a lot to you. It's, it's a great time. Like, what I tell recruits is this. Your relationship with your coach is what you make it. If your coach trusts you, your relationship is going to be good. How many good relationships do you have with people that you don't trust? So that's on you. Coach Simmons is going to go off what the position coach says. It's not like you just hang with Coach Simmons every day. You with your position coach and the strength coach every day. So that relationship is what you make. I tell them the football is good. It's athletes everywhere. I haven't played. I haven't played a team that was just full of just bad football players since I've been here. So you're gonna play some quality football. It feels like it feels like great high school football in Florida. Like that's the atmosphere. You're playing. You're playing in front of twenty five thousand people that look like you. Twenty thousand people that look like you. That's a that's a great feeling. We got good. We got good gear. They t- they ask like we got good gear that, that checks it off. Dorms. You're not gonna find a college dorm that you want to live in besides an apartment. So do your freshman year in the dorm and go to an apartment. We got good dorms. It's a dorm though. Yeah. Like, it's what you make. Mm-hmm. Academic side, you go to class, you do your work. You'll probably pass if you do the work and you go to class. Those things go to they you go hand in hand. You'll probably pass. That's on you. The like everything is really on you and what you make it. And for guys, it's easy. The ratio is seventeen women to one man. It's beautiful black women on campus. Like that's it's easy selling points to recruits. And since I've been here, I've had a good time. I've been on each side of it. I've been on I've been on every side of the board. I've been a guy that's maybe tripped and stumbled here that needed some help. I've been a guy that grabbed a brother and took him along with him. So being the older guy on the team now, I can look back on my whole career and be like, I'm glad, fam, you gave me a chance. I don't know if at a bigger university they would have took the time to save me or help me or be a good coach to me. They might have just been like, all right, we can just go get another dude like him. We can just go we throw him away. Let him hit the portal. Like, FAMU is a FAMU is a great place. You you're gonna grow up here because you're gonna have to have some accountability about yourself. I think I think that's that's the thing that HBCUs do, and that's why some people don't make it out of HBCUs because you're gonna have to grow up on your own. I'm in Tallahassee with my parents, and I'm still having to grow up. It's people from all over. You 600 miles away from your people. You 700. You're gonna have to grow up. Everybody ain't gonna stop and just ask you, are you having a great day? No, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but you're gonna have to make it. You gotta get up every day, put your shoes on, and go get it. Fam you football. If you are a recruit out there with a fan you football offer, I would commit. I'm telling you to commit. I'm and if you are one of my homeboys that I have talked to, come home. Hit the portal. Amen. Come home. If you one of them dudes that's complaining about where you at, you don't feel wanted, and you know, is y'all know if I'm talking to you, that that I would that you gonna be able to play here, and that your that my coach probably probably like I probably done showed my coach your film this and that whatever. Y'all know how relationships work, so if I've talked to you, I'm telling you, come home. Let's bring a ring to Tallahassee. Let's do that. That'll be cool. yeah, yeah. 
Well, he got that me boy fired good. up. That boy well, good. you got us right, fired so up, Nick. I, I, I got to ask this one, though, because you were the host of the Orange and Green Day draft last year. How was that, bro? And are you looking, are you going to be the chief host this year? That's what I want to know. Uh, <laughs> so it's funny that happened. Uh, last year, I've mentioned I've got hurt a couple of times. Last year, I tore my quad in February. February 15th, I'll never forget. Uh, I was in the weight room, routine power clean, caught it, my quad tore. I tore a tendon in my quad. Uh, so that I'm that I know I know the football I know the offense I'm coaching helping out signaling uh, I got to be involved and you know the spring spring game came around you know no guy wants to have to just sit and Coach Simmons noticed he probably noticed I've never talked to him about this he probably noticed I'm out there and I'm not I'm engaged I'm having fun it's not Nick I'm sad I'm not playing football dude. It's another year, it's another spring, something's happened, I'm hurt. Not the best. But he knows that I love to talk. He knows that. So he asked me, he was like, he, he didn't even ask me actually. They they sent out the little thing, they sent the flyer and it said that I was gonna be the uh, the host. And I was like, oh. And I remember going home, I was telling my parents, and I was like, yeah, I've never done something like this before though. Like I've never, I've never had to mediate nothing. I've never had to do something like this on camera. And I remember when I walked in there, with Troy Johnson, he's our uh, director of player personnel. He told me, he's like, just be you. He's like, sometimes we're gonna tell you stop talking. Or you may talk too much. He's like, but just be you. He's like, have fun, be you. That's why we chose you. And when he said that, I was like, all right. He wanted me to be me. I'm gonna be me. And uh, this year. Uh, Try to stay healthy so I don't have to. Uh, if the coaches are watching, if y'all draft me high enough, then you can give me the mic. And I'll do the rest of it. <laughs> Just make sure that I'm one of the top picks. And I can and I can make sure everybody else get picked and I get on the show. But you can't have me going going late. I can't be one of them late picks, man. I'm pretty good. I say so myself. Hey, that's that's a that's a that's a great preview. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we gonna we gonna pray on great health for you, so that way you can get drafted early. And uh, that was a you know that that was a good time. So hey, uh, Nick, before we let you go, go ahead and give you uh, we'll give you the last word. Any shout outs you want to give? Make sure you plug your social media one more time for everybody. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, man. You're a true blessing, man. And uh, I mean, uh, we 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 got to do this more yeah. uh so yeah. so don't, go ahead i'm gonna turn it over to you and let you get a plug uh no i want to shout out my mom and dad because i was talking to them i hope i made y'all proud uh, i hope i didn't say anything that y'all went against uh still gonna be me y'all yeah, know that uh i want to shout out coach simmons uh for taking a chance on a kid from tallahassee man kid i was that guy up in high school didn't have no offers you let me walk on and earn a scholarship man i really do appreciate you for that uh, i love you to death for that you know, I know we butt in sometimes. I know I aggravate you, but I do appreciate the relationship we have. You, you've done a lot for me, and I always feel like I can go to you. Uh, and to recruits out there, this is not a fake. It's not a facade. It's not me putting on. I want you to kind of fan you. I, I thought for the longest that I wanted to be this power five, number one guy in America, all-star recruited. And it, it sounds good. It's great. But – I wouldn't trade this for the world. I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't go back or do anything different. 
I love I love every choice I've made because it made me the man I am today. And I am more comfortable in my skin than I've ever been. I get challenged every day and it's gonna make a man out of you. You don't wanna go somewhere where somebody gotta hold your hand the whole time. You get into the real world and you a little kid. I, I came here at 18 and I know I don't have the mind of an 18 year old. I know I've grown up. I got friends at a lot of them universities y'all love. A lot of them universities y'all putting y'all top five and they hitting me up by FAMU. And I'm gonna leave y'all with that. Mm. Hey, that's a mic drop. Ladies and gentlemen, let's that's, go. Uh, Nick Dixon <laughs> underscore. Throw it up to 88 on Twitter. Uh, throw it up to underscore 88, I believe, on Instagram. Go follow. Follow uh, and, and just and just make sure you Hold show on. my man some love. Yeah, what do, what do you got to say? So, no, no, no. Like, do you have any Neil deals like right now? Nah, nah. I ain't never really. I'm not. I say this. I don't want anybody to look at my stats and judge me. I'm not a guy that that got all the stats, you know. I'm not the Xavier Smith. I'm not the K-Dot. But I'm telling you, y'all going to feel me this year. And everybody's going to know who I am. So if you want to jump on the bandwagon early, you can. I'm not asking for no crazy money. I'm not asking for anything. I just want you to give a kid a chance to show you that I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I can Dr. think of Lord, a better guy to represent. Y'all heard this, man. He needs a- some exactly. We need to see what we can do. Yeah, we, we got to get this young man taken care of because you you want someone like this, right? You just heard the pitch. That, that was an excellent pitch to these recruits out there. No one could have said it better, maybe other than Coach Riz or Coach Simmons. Uh, so you guys out there, Rattler Nation, let's make sure we take care of uh, Nick. Show him some love. Uh, hit up the website, the Rattler Exchange. And uh, you, this is the kind of young man you want representing representing your business, your entity, uh, Nicholas Dixon, ladies and gentlemen. Throw it up to 88. Uh, wow. Nick, you blessed us with a great one tonight, man. Thank you. Uh, all uh, Good luck the rest of this quarter. Uh, this is Mather. We look forward to seeing you out on the field at spring practice. And then we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk later. I know we will. We'll talk again. And uh, God bless you, man. Be well. And thanks again. All right. Yes, sir. No problem. All right. Nicholas Dixon, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a break. We're going to talk to uh, Gerald Thomas III. A lot of FAMU stuff to talk about right on the other side of this quick two-minute break. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. 
as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the Sporting HBCU Dasher, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. It's like a loop machine. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Kofi here. It's a pleasure to be joined by G3, Gerald Thomas III, beat for uh, Tallahassee Democrat covering through uh, athletics. Uh, Gerald, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, how y'all doing, man? I'm happy to be here. I feel like it's, feel like it's been, a, been a pretty long time since the last time I was on here. So it's good, it's good to uh, show my face. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, you know, we, we, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's busy out here in these streets, man. And so I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta touch base here at the beginning of the year and, and get Gerald on and kind of just kind of do some, just do some catch up because we in basketball season now, but, uh, we got, I feel like Gerald, you tell me this as, as a reporter, this feels like probably the busiest time of the year that you are going to have that I think all of us who cover FAMU athletics because we've got the winter season, we've got recruiting, and we got the start of spring all happening right here in this little maybe what two six week to four week period. Uh how's that how's that does that sound about right? It's about to get real busy if it's not already busy for you. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Even like at my last job, you know, that springtime is it's it's a grind, you know. Football season is a grind uh, within itself, but then when you get to the springtime, you know you got to focus on basketball, baseball, softball, everything that's going on. So, and then here to localize a little bit, FAMU, uh, FAMU recruiting. You know, signing day is in a couple of weeks. Um, what else? Basketball, baseball about to get started. Softball about to get started. So, so it's definitely a lot going on that that you know I got to keep up with. So. How do you how do you prioritize uh, for yourself? Or I mean, and I know obviously, uh, you know, it's rather new here at FAMU, but but maybe based off your previous experience, how, how do you foresee or how are you prioritizing or what are your plans to prioritize all of this? Man, first of all, I got to make sure I, I find some time to get some risk. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, man. So you know, I really sit down, you know, at the end of every week and kind of, kind of schedule out my week and see things that I can, you know, that I can get to. Um, you know, some some days, you know, you have kind of chill days, but then some days, you know, everything can be stacked up at one time. So, um, 
just just trying to, you know, you you try to plan ahead and you know some things will pop up, you know, a little breaking news might pop up, but just like just something cool that just that just happened to happen. Just like uh LeBron James is wearing the the FAMU the FAMU Nikes uh when he scored thirty eight thousand points the other night. You know, I, I saw that and I was up at like one AM, you know, just writing a little story just to get it out there, you know, and just show people what's been going on. So so yeah, man, just trying to get um just trying to, you know, include everybody, you know, also get my rest too, because I know um, you know, soon uh spring football will be coming up and this and the spring sports will still be happening too. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I had no idea that happened until I saw just uh, one of my uh, mid early morning wake ups, and then I just happened to look at my phone. I said, "What? LeBron did what in shoes?" I'm like, "Why is Gerald tweeting us at one in the morning? What the hell?" And then, so I, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. We got a lot to talk about. Let's get into it with Gerald. Go ahead. Gerald, I want you to talk about uh, a couple of things. I'm gonna hit you with old twofold here. Uh, first of all, I want you to talk about um, the, the 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 fall season um, and just maybe two of your favorite moments. They can be actual athletic moments or interview moments you choose, but family related uh, in the fall. Just just tell me a couple of things that stood out in terms of of the fall, and then I would like to know um, from your professional standpoint what are your favorite articles or interviews you did uh family related well man i feel like all of those really intertwine with each other man of course it was a, uh, of course as everybody know that was my first season covering family football um it was a very it was a long season grueling season but you know we got through it and uh when you asked me what's my favorite moment uh one thing just popped in my head, just the connections I made with everybody when that comes from football players, coaching staff, volleyball, basketball, you know, anything, anybody that I get to meet. 220 quarterback club, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm usually a regular enough. And then um, when you ask me, um, what's some, what's your favorite story? My favorite story is definitely I wrote a, I wrote a very extensive feature about uh, Xavier Smith. I interviewed Xavier. I interviewed his brother Kareem. I interviewed Coach Simmons. I interviewed Jeremy Musa. It was a very, it was a very extensive story. Like me and Xavier Smith was sitting out at the practice field. Where on we were sitting out in Bragg. Actually, it was just us two. We was talking for like thirty minutes, man. Like so, that's always my favorite story, man. Xavier Smith, he was a really, really chill dude. You know, opened up. His brother Kareem was very, very good. Where y'all already know about Coach Simmons, and then. Musa, he's the quarterback, so you know our quarterbacks work. And then yeah, I say my other favorite story was was um, of course you hate the circumstances that it happened under, but when when uh, the snub, the playoff snub, and you know I did a column on that, you know saying you know they they deserve to go, you know laying out the reasons and things like that. So those are definitely two of my favorite stories, and that might be like the 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 maybe at the hierarchy of of work that I've done throughout my career. All right, one, one real nice. quick follow-up to that then. So is there something that you haven't gotten to that you would like to get to in terms of uh, cover, interview? And it, this don't have to be family-related, just uh, just something you, you, you'd like to cover or do or write about. Oh, mm, that's, a, that's a good question, man. It's, 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 so many, it's so many things, man, and there's so many scenarios that, you know, that I – 
that I play in my head. Like, I want this to happen, you know, so I can do a story on this right here. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see who I'm ready to see who's going to get drafted um, in a couple months in the NFL. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that. I know Xavier Land, uh, excuse me, Isaiah Land has a very, very realistic shot of getting drafted. And I love to be the person that, you know, write that story about his journey from from being a kid that only had one offer coming out of high school and signing with FAMU at the very last minute to, to um, you know, going to the NFL, being defensive player and going to the NFL. So so it's it's just things like that, man, just those real feel-good stories, man, because when I write, I, I like to make people feel good about, you know, about when they're writing. Of course, you know, the world could be crashing down on what's going on with the Rattlers, but, you know, I always try to kind of, Let's make it a let's make it, a, you know, let's let's kind of put a positive spin on it. Not we're not going to dwell on what's going wrong. We're going to talk about, you know, how things how can things get better in a sense, you know, and come from a point of understanding. Awesome. man. So what was your favorite FAMU game this year? Now that you've got a full football season under your belt outside of homecoming. Outside of homecoming, what was your favorite game? And what's your favorite uh, vendor that you go to? Favorite vendor. Um, well, favorite game, you know, I wasn't even going to say homecoming. I feel like that's cheating. You know, I feel like I'm cheating by saying that. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say homecoming, and I wasn't going to say the Florida class neither. I feel like those are just givens. So if I had to, if I had to choose my favorite game, I probably would say the Southern game because it was like, it felt like a homecoming at that game. You know, it was Southern was there, FAMU was there. So, um, you know, it, it was a it was a very fun game. And, you know, FAMU, of course, got got the victory. So it was it was a it was a very fun game. You know, I and uh I see y'all up at the press box sometime and and um, you know, it was a very it was a very fun season and eventful season, man. I really enjoyed uh my first football season at FAMU. All right, and as far as vendors, uh, man, I haven't even gotten a chance to even go to any vendors, man. Um, haven't even got. I, I walked uh Perry Street during homecoming, I believe. I bought some. Somebody hit me over the head for some wings, man. The wings, I got like five, five, uh, chicken wings for like twenty dollars, something like that. I can't even remember who the, what the name was, but um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh. But yeah, man, I haven't even got the chance to even experience with the vendors there, man. Hopefully, that, that'll be something that I'll get to do as, as the season approaches. So, what's hey, your, I, if I you could... had the chance, I got to ask this this meal thing because you're from the south. So, if you had a pregame meal to eat, anything on the smorg, what would you what would you choose? What would be that? A, a pregame meal? Yeah, for you. Man, I don't know if my my meal should be for pregame. Cause first of all, my my favorite my favorite food is fried shrimp. You know, I'm from Savannah, Georgia, so you know we right by the sea. You know, some fried shrimp. You know, some macaroni and cheese, and and um, what else? What else we can get? You know, you ain't writing after all that. You, yeah, man. You yeah, I can't, I can't after that. It. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't write after that, man. I'll be in the press box up there falling asleep, man. If y'all see me, see me out, see me uh, eating that. Let's go. <laughs> hey, uh, you can tell. I can tell Gerald when he said one of his favorite. He didn't want to include the uh, Florida Classic. I can tell Gerald you you missed that decade before 
uh, COVID. So you you included the Florida Classic. If you had gone through that nine years in the Valley and them losses to Bethune, you'd have, I'm still including. Every time I can include a win over Bethune, I'm including it. And until we get to about eight in a row, then maybe I won't include it. But uh, let me let's uh, let, let's transition to uh, you talked about being positive and putting things in positive light. Let's 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 find what's the positive. How do you find the positive from what we're seeing from our basketball programs right now, from the basketball end right now? How do, um, how do you, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I was just gonna say how do how do you how do you cover? what we're seeing in, in your conversations that you've had either with coach pillow or coach McCullum. Well, a positive that I, a positive that I see from men's basketball is that a lot of these guys are, will be back next season. Um, you know, coach, um, okay. coach McCullum, you know, he was very adamant about like, you know, this is nine new players on the 13 man roster. You know, of course, those guys are going to have their growing things and, and some people are going to adapt slower than others because some of those guys are making jumps from junior college to division one and you know coach mccullum you know he's a junior college product so he loves his he loves his junior college players so um that's something that that's a positive i can say because a lot of those guys will be back i know uh this guy Dominguez stevens uh he's you know he scored 24 points on monday and um and coach mccullum he mentioned Dominguez stevens at the beginning of the season but he was injured um, so he's come in and he's like that guy that's, you know, that guy that can come in and, and, and get a bucket for you. And then on the women's side, I mean, the women have already matched the win total from a season ago. You know, last year, you know, they won three games. They already got three games, three three wins, um, you know, thus far uh, this year. So, you know, it was good to kind of see them because, you know, when they lost to Bethune Cookman, you know, it was, you know, it was that was a very ugly loss. And how they responded to that was well, you know, they played two close games at Southern and in Grambling and and then um played against Palm Bluff and and that was a that was a fairly close game too, but Palm Bluff had a lot of size. Um and then the season went on against Mississippi Valley, you know. Um, you know, so maybe that's something that they can build on and, and pick up some more wins. have you been able to think out of that, uh, what I call the uh, nightmare of the year, that women's game against Bethune. I mean, it, 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 have you been able to uncover anything? I, when a game like that happens, is it just one of those bad losses? Everything that can go wrong did go wrong? Or or how do you, you know, just any, any insights that maybe you were able to uncover or, or can share about that game? I know we're five, four games past it, but yeah. I feel like until we can put a few wins together, I feel like it's like that that cloud that's going to be hanging off in the distance on our team. Yeah, well, I'm well, I'm not even going to fake it to y'all. I wasn't at the Bethune Cookman game because I was at home during the holidays. But um, you know, I definitely saw the saw the you know the final result, and um, I say you know. Teams are going to have those type of losses. And, and the women's basketball team is a fairly new team also because I believe they have six or seven new players. Um, you know, Dylan Horace, she's the main, you know, she's the main piece of the team. She's the main scorer. But, you know, Coach Pillar brought in a lot of those players to kind of kind of take kind of like the pressure off her to allow her to do some things. But that was a very – that wasn't a good – that wasn't an ideal way to start off your conference play. But, 
you know, like I said, they responded well to it. And that's that's what, you know, that's what really matters. You know, you take the loss. All right. It's nothing you can do to go back and fix it. But the way they responded to it by, you know, having two close games on the road. And I hear that Grambling is a very tough place to play at. Uh, for you to turn around and do that, you know, that's, you know, it's, I think it think it looks, looks up. You know, it may take time. You know, they may not get to where they want to be to next season. But, you know, um, for both – and that goes for both teams. But, um, you know, I, you know I, they got a few positives, uh, you know, this season. Kelvin, go ahead. So, Gerald, we, we see you and you, you you write about the different sports and, and you, you, you take different angles sometimes. You don't just, you know, write about the games. You, you know, you, you bring us um, people. You know, you talk to the coaches, the sport staff, the players and so forth, and do articles on them and so forth. Uh, I, I'm wondering, uh, do you, one, uh, have, like, filler um type uh articles where you do things in advance and um you may not they may not go to print immediately but at some point you know uh you, you can pull something off the shelf and say hey this is something that might be relevant and maybe the timing is better uh do you do that number one uh, and then secondly do you have non-athletic uh stories that you want to cover uh man, you you calling you calling all my plays out the playbook. Yeah, man, I I, I hoard stories, man. I, I I hold on to a few stories. I'm like, yeah, I'm a I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, you know. And you know, at some point, like just like for example, the story that I did with Jeremy Musa. I knew I was doing that story. Like I thought that came up on my mind, like maybe during the holidays. I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down because everybody want to know how to how the quarterback feeling, you know, especially you know coming new quarterback. You know, was, you know, he came in with a lot of expectations. Um, as far as as far as non-athletic things, um, hmm, I'm trying to think, man. Um, it's just it'd be so much it'd be so much going on, you know. The kind of things that I kind of take as non-athletic is, um, maybe getting to know the players outside of you know outside of, you know, the the shoulder pads or the jersey, you know. Um, so that's the type of that's the type of things that, that I like to you know I like to. You know, get to know them as people. Just like I said with Xavier Smith, um, we sat inside of Bragg, just us two, man, like for the longest. And I did the same thing with BJ and Kendall, um, leading into the classic. Like it was just it was just us three just out there. So, you know, I like to just kind of build connections and and, and know that these guys are more than just um the jersey, the the jersey number that they wear, you know, um on Saturday nights or or whenever your respective sport plays. Go ahead. Just a suggestion. A real, real, real quick oh, suggestion down the road. Uh, you know, I think HBCUs in general uh, could use some investigative journalism in terms of athletic budget um, and, 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 and uh, competitiveness and comparison on the NCA FCS level. Something mm -hmm. like that. Talk about the the administrative, financial, and operational side of athletes, not just the the teams and their performance. Just a right. suggestion. Okay, <laughs> I might have, I might have to put that. That's, I, that sounds like a project. I that might I might not be able to do that for a minute. I got to do some. I do some uh, some searching, some talking to people, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kelvin with homework assignments. Hey, your homework assignment here. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Kofi. Yeah, man. So would you consider um, doing a town or hosting a town hall meeting uh, for Rattler Nation and um, having the AD, of course, with, with athletics and really getting, uh, I want to say, a feel and a pulse from, I want to say, all states in Rattler Nation, normally 220 Club is their own state, you know. But then mm -hmm. you have, you know, your athletes, and then you have the Tallahassee community. You have other people on a national level that actually have questions and really have, I want to say, some skin in the game um, regarding the success of our athletic department. I mean, me personally, really having, you know, now we've got a, a new AD and, I really want to hear from our president. I want to hear what his goals are, you know, and, and I want to say a state of the Rattler address kind of sort of from him and what's going to be coming down the pipe because, you know, just last year, I think with the lack of engagement we had, you know, um, a lot of stuff just fell through the cracks, um, you know, when we didn't have leadership in place to do it and, I think really having that conversation helps to establish another dimension of accountability. Yeah, I definitely. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely you know open open the conversation. That's definitely something that you know I would be, you know that would that would be something that would that would pique my interest. Um, you know I'm open to learning more because I mean I'm still fairly new to Tallahassee. So I'm still fairly new to covering um you know covering FAMU. I haven't even been here a year yet. You know I still got um. Three more months till I, till I complete a full year here. So, so I'm open to hear all types of things because, as as much as people don't know, I'm still learning too. At the end of the day, so so I'm open to picking up more knowledge, re regardless of, of what it is. You know, whatever people want to provide me with. Gerald, have you had a chance to meet uh, VP Sykes yet? Man, I've met VP Sykes. A lot of times, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just saw I just saw her today at the 220 quarterback club. So, man, I seen her when she came for homecoming. Uh, I seen her at a basketball game, like, back in November, December-ish. Um, uh, saw her today. Saw her. I, I've seen her. I've seen her countless, countless times. So, so let me, let me ask, ask this then. Well, let me follow up. For a second, because I was gonna, I was, and you may be going the same direction in terms of conver conversating with her, uh, and, and and I don't know what to what exposés or articles you've done about her yet, but just uh, your conversations about her plans for FAMU after you've been able to get deep into the woods in your conversations with her, has she been mm -hmm. able to share? anything about those future plans or what maybe her first hundred days on the job might look like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, me and her have gotten to talk about things like that. And first of all, just like, just to kind of take off the the reporter hat for a second. And I told, I told VP AD sites, I told her, I said, I, I feel like, you know, you know, they got them a good one. You know, I feel like, you know, you, you want, I think she's going to do well, well on the job. Um, she's already, uh, putting in the work to do it. I saw yesterday she was at uh, softball practice. You know, just in the turf talking to them. Man, she's she's done that. Don't she's doing she's doing everything that she said she was going to do so far. You know, 
you know, I know it's early, but you know, everything that she said she was going to do, she's, she's did it. I got to talk to her over the holiday break also. Um, and it's like, she already kind of set the groundwork, you know, she hit her, she hit the ground running because just what a day or two after she officially started, you know, they were making new hires within the athletic staff. So I believe that was the first, that was her first, um, no, that was her first order of business in order to kind of fill out that athletic staff. And, you know, because like one of y'all said, you know, at times we didn't have the leadership and the staffing to do certain things. So um, I believe, I think that's her, I think that was her first order of business. So yeah, she's, I I think she's going to do a, a very good job for a uh, family. I think they think they got the one with that one. Kofi, go ahead. I don't know if I, if your question, where your question was, but go ahead. What were you going to uh, get in there? I was going to ask, you know, obviously uh, you were at the 220 Club meeting today. You heard from Coach Simmons and you heard from um, <laughs> A.D. Sykes. What, what's your feedback and what's your commentary on what was shared on today? Uh, it was a very good meeting. Uh, Coach Simmons, you know, he talked about the signees and uh, people that's committing. Uh, he said they actually had a visitor. Um, they actually had a visitor today. Um, but... And then eighty sites, you know, she came there. It was more, it was more so fielding questions. You know, people want to know about tickets and 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 schedule releases and things of that nature. So it was a, it was a pretty yeah. good. It always, it's always a good turnout, you know, especially when someone's like that is there, uh, you know, so people can can feel heard. So yeah, it was a very good meeting. I uh, I, I love the two twenty quarterback club, man. I got good food, good conversation, and you know, they always show love when I when I come there. Good stuff. I was going to ask about the lunches. I was going to ask, is the food good during at the lunches? I was I was curious. Um, oh, yeah. Kelvin, Kelvin, you want to you have any final anything you want to close up with? with, uh, with I guess the only thing I really have is more of a comment, man. I appreciate you coming in uh, and covering my my alma mater the way you do, man. I think you do a really good job, and you do it in a professional way. Of, uh, a courteous way and uh, like you indicated you try to make sure that you put it in a uh, even if it's something a bit controversial that you try to take some of the sting out you do it in, with with a, a certain amount of compassion or love you come from a good spirit and um, I know that I appreciate um, what you bring to the table so if nobody else told you man I appreciate you man keep doing what you're doing hey man I really appreciate that man that's the type of stuff that that you know that just keep me going you know when i'm sitting down and thinking of stories and 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 just writing you know and taking notes man that's the type of stuff that keep me going man so i really appreciate a lot of people told me you know i'm doing great work so that's the type of i'm glad to be getting that type of feedback man i just want to just just keep it going just keep it going and staying consistent with it yeah i want one final and it, it sort of made it, it came to mind a little bit after you mentioned uh, you did story or tweeted out, obviously, after story about, about LeBron James scoring his 38,000 in the FAMU shoes. Have you, has anyone said anything about being or how we get LeBron James up on campus? You know, I feel like there's this sort of unspoken, like, we've got this relationship with LeBron and Nike, and it's great that he's representing us in California. And I don't even come to Florida often, except when they're playing, you know, the Heat and Magic. But at some point, somebody's got to say, 
when is LeBron bringing the family up on campus? I'm not talking about the recruiting. I'm not going to mention anything about Bronny and the other son. I can't think of the other one's name right now. Bryce, Lord, Bryce. We need both of them. But anyway, but anyway <laughs> just talking LeBron coming up on campus and experiencing the fan you culture. I, has, have you asked anybody or have, you know, just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Oh, man, I haven't heard any rumblings about LeBron coming on campus. That would definitely, man, uh, man, the whole city would be crazy if LeBron James decided to make a trip down Tallahassee. You know, he might as well make the trip. You know, he wearing the shoes. He said fam over everything. So, um, so, so yeah. come on, LeBron, come, come, down, come down and visit, man. Come down come down and visit, visit the school, man. You already got the shoes on. Hey, hey, Brian, it's, it's, it's basketball season. He kind of busy, not to mention he got about five or six different businesses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Agree. We, need to make, we need to have the ass. We need a plan. I know Oregon is coming down to play us in basketball next year. Maybe it's trying to coordinate something then makes sense. And I, I, I know VP Sites got some connections back, back and, and some rallies got some connections with Nike, Converse, all that good stuff. So so I think we can make that happen. So it's good to bring it up. But but the man yeah. kind of busy right now. <laughs> I, I get that. Cut, I get it. That's why I said I didn't know the next time when the Lakers are coming to Orlando or Miami or anything like that, or even Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's the next closest, you know. I'm just curious. Hey, don't, hey, hey, don't forget, his two sons playing basketball too. So when he ain't traveling with the Lakers and stuff, he got to be daddy. He got to watch them boys. Look, I, again, I, that's why that's why I said we missed the boat by not having him at homecoming. That could have been a recruiting visit and everything. But anyway, we we not going to revisit this history here. But I'm going to ask the question, Gerald, and feel free to ask it around the people you talk to. I'm going to ask it to as many people as possible. You know, yeah. FAMU over everybody. LeBron, come up to Tallahassee. Come on. Come to FAMU. <laughs> LeBron 23. LeBron in Tallahassee in 23. Uh, all right, Gerald. What's the what's the next article we can look forward to upcoming this week from you? Uh, man, I, I can't I can't give up my whole playbook, man. Come okay, on, all, man. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right. You did, you let them know you where to follow you. Let, let them know where to follow you, Gerald. Just tell people yeah, where man, to follow you. That way they can get the article and when you tweet it out. Yeah, man. Um, you know I post all my work on Twitter. Uh, at three PG. Um, the number three. P E A T G E E three P G. So whenever I come out with a story, it's gonna it's gonna be on ever, man. You trying to get me to give out my whole playbook? He, uh, Kelvin already not called my play and said, "Oh yeah, I know you be holding on the story." So you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta change up my plays a little bit. I gotta get it, get a new, gotta install a new system. Oh, you you never sat at a game with Kelvin. Kelvin be calling the plays out like three three plays before they happen. So you <laughs> you go sit at a game with Kelvin, and then he'll be calling your plays out all day. So I'm yeah. just telling you, that's just how it is. That's how he rolls. He's like that. Yeah, you know, when Kelvin, when Kelvin, probably, when Kelvin was young, he used to play video games. He probably had to watch a controller, see what see what play you're gonna choose in Madden. Or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Hey, Gerald, man, thanks for your time tonight, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your coverage, uh, FAMU. And uh, we definitely got to do this again, all right? So uh, maybe as we get a little bit closer going into uh, the spring season with baseball and softball, we'll get you in here again and and uh, we'll, we'll kind of recap and do some more stuff, all right? 
Definitely, definitely. I appreciate y'all for having me tonight, man. Y'all enjoy y'all evening. All right, y'all make sure to go follow Gerald on Twitter. Make sure to go check out, read those articles. Buy that subscription. Go ahead and get that subscription. You know, Sunday articles be behind the paywall. It's too much. Ain't too much to ask. You know, go ahead and get, get, get some money. All right, Gerald. We'll talk at you later, man. All right, y'all. Thank y'all. All right. All right. Hey, uh, fellas, we might as well just uh, hang in here. We're going to hang in here for this final 15 minutes. We no sense in taking a break. We might as well hang in there. Uh, all right. We got to hold on. We got to quickly mention our track success because, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, well, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, you get uh, I saw the bowling. So on the track and field tip at the HBCU showcase this past weekend up in New York, um, we had three first place. Let me start from a perspective. Overall, uh, the FAMU men's team finished fourth overall behind North Carolina A&T, Delaware State, and Norfolk State. We finished just ahead of Prairie View. Uh, the women finished in third behind NT, Norfolk State, and ahead of Prairie View and Howard. Uh, was it Prairie View who won the SWAC indoors last year, or who's the SWAC indoor power track and field? Any, any of you guys know off the top of your head, maybe? I know Prairie View has a pretty a, a pretty strong program. Uh, I can't remember, though, off the top of my head who won. Okay. Me either. Right. Uh, well, Okay. In, in terms of uh, some of our some of our track field success, I know we had three Rattlers that claimed first place uh, finishes in those meets. Um, had uh, Lauren Hall, who finished uh, in the sixty meter dash, i.e., the fastest woman of the day. Uh, you know, what you consider the 60 meter dash, that'd be sort of your equivalent to the one outdoor level. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to find, I had it pulled up here. Who the first place finishers were, uh, make sure I at least acknowledge the first place. Um, I think it was in the system. Oh, uh, Dejan. Long, long jump. Jordan Ash and Dejan Clark. Jordan Ash on the women's side. Dejan Clark on the uh, men's side. The long jump. And then we had several other Rattlers that finished <clears throat> uh, second or third. A lot of top eight finishes. Uh, overall, a good showing. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on the numbers by the, by the, by the men and women uh, this past weekend? Most of the most of the success was with the uh, field events, so that's a good sign, you know, that uh, our jumpers and um, pole, pole vaulter was third. That's where you can rack up points, really. Uh, with a team like us that not built on sprinters, um, you know, if we can rack up points with our field events and in, in, in significant numbers, then that's our way of, you know, moving up the. The podium, so to speak. So, so um, right now, um, it looks like uh, the strength of the team is going to be within our, our field events. All right. 
Um, anything you want to add on uh, track and field, Kofi? No, I'm I'm just you know again I'm I'm just waiting for us to get back to a championship level uh, in track. That's one of the pillars of our you know our, our whole athletic program um, on gridiron, diamond, track and field. You know, <laughs> our sons the victory never yields. So I, I want us to get back to that level. It's a good first step, wouldn't you say? I mean, we finished it. Oh, absolutely. I'm proud of, you know, knowing everything that this team has had to endure to get out there and compete is is a it's a win. Um, you know, so I want to see how we're going to do, especially come conference time. But uh, let's 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 get it done, guys. Let's get it done. All right. Uh, moving over to bowling. Uh, our FAMU bowling team finished up the uh, cluster, I believe, with an overall record of seven and seven yeah. and fifth place overall out of eight. Now, the first two days, if I recall, we were second after day one, third after day two. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know if they do a total or just in those particular days. We were second overall and third overall, but we we pretty much competed in the top half of that eight uh, on the first two days. So uh, pretty good performance. More Jordan Ship finished second overall, I believe. Yeah, second yes. overall with an average of nine. So that's pretty. Um, so we, we may have a bowler individually that will be in the hunt for a championship. It'll be interesting to see if the rest of the team uh, can, can put it together as they, as they move forward. I know they are bowling. Let's see. I'm looking at kind of the schedule here. Uh, coming up, the next cluster will be February 3rd, I believe, for bowling. So they're off until that next cluster. Uh, any other, in terms of the Rattler Roundup, any other sports or anything that we missed or didn't talk about? The only Not thing I'll just add with, with the bowling is that it's a young team. All five, I think four or five sophomores and one junior. There's no senior on this squad. So so hopefully they'll continue to get better and um, be more consistent. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Kofi. No, uh, we're about to ramp up with spring sports in just a minute. So, you know, that's tennis, um, softball, baseball. It's going to be a full gamut of everything that's happening. So I'm looking forward to us getting out there and competing at a high level. Yeah, um, I will say this on the recruiting level. I just saw an article or just read an article or an update maybe from uh, the, the site Redshirt Sports that has sort of been tracking the FBS to FCS transfers. Uh, FAMU now has eight of those FBS to FCS I did those over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Incarnate Bird moves up to about uh, we have eight. They have ten. Jackson State has nine. Uh, I think somebody said Campbell also has eight. So you know we are we are. Uh, you heard, you know Nick earlier. There's no doubt that uh, we we are moving ourselves into 
position to to have another outstanding uh, recruiting class. Uh, two weeks from today, I believe February is signing day, if I'm not mistaken. That's that Wednesday one. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, we're already starting to plan and figure out what we're going that particular show. Uh, we got to talk before we go about Cat himself, Ed Reed, who uh, uh, got on the social media tip on Saturday and Sunday. By now, you have all seen uh, Ed's comments uh, once again. Like the like the former coach from Jackson State, he's he has riled up the emotion of people who, who was good good to hear what he heard or what you heard. Third timing, no, here we go again. Uh, Kofi, uh, we, we, we don't have much. Uh, I want to get your thoughts, Kelvin, get your thoughts on uh, Ed Reed's uh, wild, I guess as we call it, or whatever we're going to call it, from the past weekend. Okay. Um, I will start off by saying, it's like a jungle sometimes that makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Broken glass everywhere. You know, people blank on the stage and know they just don't care. All right. So I talked about this earlier. And again, Ed Reed has always had a voice. You know, he's he's an alpha personality. He's been a leader on a football team. Um, he's been highly successful. He's been around professional environments. And when you get, when you leave that professional environment and then you come into an environment that has been as dysfunctional as Cookman has, it can make you mad, you know, and the stuff that they were asking that that he was commenting on was fixable stuff and they gave no effort to get that stuff done you know which to me is is appalling you know when you hear stuff like they have not had a permanent president in at least seven years now is that is that correct Seven years, they haven't had a permanent president in seven years. They got rid of one of the greatest ADs in HBCU history. You know, he got Bethune Cookman, Lynn Thompson got Bethune Cookman to um, be able to be competitive in every single sport that they play. And so then you 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 take into account the broken fence that he's driving his cart through, the raggedy track, and then the fact that his office was not clean. So I ask, is that acceptable? The answer is no. It's a resounding no. You know, and then my thing is. How is it he can be there for a week and a half and get pissed off to the point where he wants to see change and ain't nobody else at Cookman that man? 
Why is the Wildcat Nation angry and upset? Why haven't they overthrown that corrupt regime that, that runs the Board of Trustees? You know, why haven't they overthrown that whole presidential thing and taken into account, taken matters into their own hands? At this point, something has to give because I know this to be a fact. Whatever you mismanage, you will lose. At one point, I would have thought it was unthinkable that Mars Brown would shut down. It was unthinkable. It was like, really, Mars Brown? Shut down for real? Cookman has got to get the right leadership and they got to get it in there quick. It is it's much worse than people people are, are really letting on. They cannot continue to operate like this. And it's going to affect, you know, it'll affect FAMU because, you know, everybody looks forward to the Florida Classic. But if they don't get it together, there could be some serious ramifications that come as a result of Bethune-Cookman's dysfunction. And we won't be able to just jump in and, and come like the Calvary and save them. They're going to have to make some wholesale changes beginning with their leadership. But my point is, again, why ain't nobody else that mad and upset? Why is everybody so calm about it? Like, we have been so desensitized and used to mediocrity that, that we don't even get mad no more. Is that the standard? You know, oh, don't talk. Look, you knew this man was coming. The least y'all could have done is get some bleach, get some some Mr. Clean, some 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 Windex, and wipe down the windows and clean that. Get some pledge and wipe that man's desk. That's the least y'all could have done. And y'all didn't do that. And first impressions are lasting impressions. And you want him that to be the first thing that he remembers and sees. And he's supposed to be quiet and calm about that. No. I wouldn't have been, you know, that behind the scenes going off behind the scenes, that stuff don't work with a lot of these HB with a lot of these leaders. It don't work. You have to take them out and, and like they fight, you know, now my question to Ed Reed was, did he not see Bethune before he got there? Did he not know <laughs> what he was walking into? You know, you right there in Miami, there's no way I just take a job, just be like, oh, just take it. No, I want to tour the facilities. I want to tour the school. I want to see where you all at. Now, yeah, they experienced two hurricanes, right, uh, this past fall, and the team was displaced, so a lot of stuff is in disarray. But, I'm, you know, again, just the way I'm thinking, I'm like, did anybody file a darn insurance claim to make sure that the fence got fixed? Did anybody file an insurance claim for the gate? Do they have insurance? You know, these are the things that leaders should do. And at some point, we can't just be sitting up there and just accepting this 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 BS from from their from their administration. They've got to change. I remember when Howard's students got ticked off to the point 
where they sat in the in the president administration building and wouldn't leave until the changes were made. They've done that on multiple occasions. It's time for Cookman to take some radical steps to get that to get the changes that they want to see. Go ahead, Kelvin. So the first thing I'm gonna say is you have to maintain professionalism when you're a public figure. And sometimes the messenger can desensitize the message. People miss the message because of who the messenger is or how the messenger gave the message. What I don't want us to lose and what COVID is speaking to is the message. I'm going to get back there in a minute. But Ed Reed has got to be a professional. And he can't speak out of anger alone. He hadn't been there long enough. He ain't seen the worst yet. So, you know, as uh, uh, Jackson State women's basketball coach alluded to, uh, you know, you got to put in some hours first. Now, Ed's coming from a different background, uh, you know. Now, don't think he ain't got no H. He's not familiar with HBCU, HBCU experience. Um, my understanding is his, his, his father works at HBCU and has for a long time. Um, so he's grew up around the HBCUs. But um, I, I, I'll say this: uh, I'm finna peel back the onion a little bit. So we had a discussion off camera <laughs> before the show started. For those of us who work at an HBCU, athletic department specifically, and um, we were able to share some stories. Uh, and I, I would tell you, I'm not going to put anybody else out there, but I can tell you, I've been in Reed before. <laughs> <laughs> before social media. Yes, yes, I've been in Reed. During social media. So, so the message is real. The message of the dysfunction and the broken mentality of uh, uh, HBCU leadership towards athletics, it's a real message. And in that case, people got mad because he bundled it all together. Uh, just like um, uh, Dixon said, in reality, we are. We, we all got our issues, got our problems. We are bundled together. If you look at the bottom 10 percent of uh the bottom two percent of uh budget athletic budgets fcs it's all hbcus we in the same boat uh we all have issues just some are more than others so so i don't want that message to be missed and if you looked on social media you saw other coaches speak uh or administrators or people working at hbcus they they responded similar you know similar they, they was like well it is kind of jacked up, and what the and for me, what COVID spoke to um, resonates right. Is that the standard? Fam, you models excellence, excellence with Karen, excellence with Karen. So anything that is not excellent, and anything that shows lack of care, we should be rejecting. We should be speaking up against. And we should be fixing and we should have expectation of those in leadership who getting bonuses and uh six figures we should have some daggum expectation of them they should 
have to earn it. We shouldn't have to beg for an office to be clean or grass to be cut. Now we understand that's a reality, but why are why is HBCU and Luna? Why are we okay with that? Where's is HBCU? You got less to work with. Some of these things are choices we make, and some of it is not underfunding. Some of it is just a lack of care to make things better. And I will always reject that because I expect uh, HBCUs and, and, and black people in general, my community, to represent themselves as kings and queens at all times and be leaders and be the best. And, and at least try to trying to be the best right i can i cannot accept mediocrity i cannot accept defeatism i can i cannot accept disrespect and 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 leaving leaving people behind i can't accept that i want to be the best with what we have and we with what we we're not good stewards with what we have we can make different choices we can be better we can cut a grass we can clean our office come on people that's all I'm saying. Do not accept it. And don't get mad when people call it out. Everybody ain't like us. You know, everybody, that ain't the standard for everybody. And it really should be the standard for us. It, it that, 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 bruh, again, you cannot have excellence if you don't care. You know, so let's, let's start there. But again, this has got to stop continue to be desensitized to the point where mediocrity has become our standard, where our expectations are to be broke, busted, and disgusted. Our expectations are to niggerig everything like, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. No, that's not what we're supposed to do. We don't have to niggerig stuff. All the stuff that's around or even connected to the university, it should represent the highest standards the highest standards, you know, and if we are quiet about it, it becomes, it's saying that we're accepting it, you know, control the things that you can control. And if you have a board of trustees, the whole point of the board of trustees is to bring more resources. That's your, that's what you're supposed to do. Bring more resources. So my money. question is, y'all couldn't bring no more re Y'all couldn't bring no resources? Yeah. Y'all couldn't bring um, nothing to the, clean the, the man? One, the, the one part that I think touched a nerve with me that I kind of had, was disappointed at was the part we started off where he ended, I think, by saying something to the effect of short time that he's been there in a week and a half, that he's done more than people have been there for years. Now, that was so open ended. I don't know what he's implying. I wish more was given, but I thought that particular part was the only player it was disrespectful to the job and to the people who you are going to be leaning on to help move your program forward. Unless you're bringing in everybody new to help work and build this thing. 
which I don't think doing, Ed Reed. I'm going to be leaning on a lot of people who apparently, you know, hadn't been doing anything. That was the only part that I thought was a little overboard. And it felt like, again, Ed Reed coming from this place of I am who I am because I don't wait on others. Who wants something, I go do it story that's out there in an interview with Joe Buck where he, he talked picking up clothes off the floor the locker room talking about how embarrassed that volunteer fireman coming to the locker room and picking up after grown men and he was like yo man you take your tape off of your wrist and your ankle put it in the trash can don't just throw it on the floor with your towel. Put it right there in the bin. The bin is there. Don't just throw it on the floor. He felt embarrassed enough to see little things. So I get he's in this mindset of when he wants things done, he goes and does it. So if cleaning he was cleaning out there needed to be clean, go ahead and do it. You hear about it. I didn't need about it. hear about it. Your, uh, your, 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 maybe you moved it. There's still in a, in a press conference, to my knowledge. Anyone yet? Did I miss it? Somebody said it was supposed to happen Tuesday. Did it happen? And I, nope, still hadn't happened. So we still have the Ed Reed, hello to Bethune. But and already in one week, oh, well, two weeks now, week and a half, however long he's been there, we've had two classic rants. And we've got a clean now, and I've got some clean ideas behind buildings. We still haven't been formally introduced to Wildcat Nation. Timing's everything. I don't think it'll glad with you. Uh, it made me think to be a fan all of our problems and worries and stresses. I was very thankful for you that we have. And that we don't have that because everybody's messy the that same. Sniper is somewhat after you, buddy. That sniper really wants you bad. He is trying to take right. you out well, of here, sir. He is. <laughs> He's trying to close the show. So let's go ahead and close the show down tonight. I don't know if that, it came out or not. That's AD. That's AD cutting him off. <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for uh, tonight's show. You guys on your way out. I'm looking at the thumbs up. You chat. You guys are disappointing me. Lot The thumbs up needs to go way up. If you guys have been in the YouTube chat, get the thumbs up going here. Pretty disappointing numbers by, by my measures. Go ahead and make sure you're subscribed. Uh, also, on well, we'd appreciate uh, Make sure to come here to show Nicholas Dixon. Make sure to share that interview. Uh, also, Gerald Third as well. We appreciate those guys for coming in and joining us tonight. Uh, you know, Watson, keep the uh, our, our men and women's basketball teams are traveling out, out to you. So keep them in your thoughts and prayers for safe travels. One game at a time, starting on Saturday, Corn State. Check uh, FAMUathletics.com. For more information on those game times and listings, 
And I see Kofi with a finger up. So Kofi, one final. No, I'm thought, saying one game rap. at a time. One game at a time. Oh, one Keep game going. at a time. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. One game at a time. Uh, I want to thank Dr. Lori in the chat room for monitoring. Appreciate you, Dr. Lori. And got to thank our producer, our guy, A.D. Drew, for producing us tonight and getting the job done. Uh, so that's going to do the show. Uh, Kelvin Rozier, Kelfi Hemingway. I'm Brian Fulford. Rattlers, be good, brother. Don't forget, that's two weeks away. Let's make sure to be good. Take take care. Be safe, and make sure uh, watch out for those cats in a in a carts with a with a hats on. And uh, watch out, they may roll you and just put you up and tell them get back, wildcat. Just strike, strike, and strike again. Everybody.